welcome to Three Cops Talk. On this podcast, three active duty police officers discuss behind the scenes stories and real life accounts of what it's like to be a cop. Every episode, you'll get an inside look at the challenges and dangers they face on a daily basis, as well as the triumphs and inspirational moments that make it all worth it. If you want to understand more about the men and women who put their lives on the line for us every day, then this is the show for you. And now your hosts, Chris, Scott, and Sean. Based upon a recent Gallup poll, the majority of Americans feel that crime has rapidly increased in 2023, despite FBI statistics currently indicating that many major cities in the United States have seen a historic drop in murder rates and other violent crimes throughout the year. So today we offer our thoughts on why this perception seems to be so far removed from reality for most Americans, as well as the police. Views and opinions expressed in this episode belong solely to the hosts and do not represent the views of any professional organization. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Did you guys know that Law Enforcement Appreciation Day was on January 9th? No, but thanks for telling me on the tenth. Uh, not until not until it was <laughs> not until the tenth. <laughs> not until it was not over. Until, right, exactly. I was like, we've been doing this for a while, and I was like, right. If it's not a holiday that populates on my calendar on my iPhone, <laughs> right. I don't. I can't I don't get time and a half for it. Right. Do I get eight hours for Apple? I can't do. Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't know until until I saw my colleagues with like balloons and ribbons and stuff on Facebook. I'm like, oh, yeah, wow. I guess Uh, except for you, Sherwin. Not so much. Oh, we didn't know how to tell you this, but you're not included in this. You're you're out. You're out. Um, But it was like, (laughs) I was like, how much other stuff do I not know about this profession? Apparently a lot. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to be humble here. Like the uh, idea that that, that this occurred and a lot of us didn't know (laughs) kind of echoes something else that's going on in the world right now. And that if you read a little bit behind the headlines, you're finding out that we're seeing a record drop in 2023 homicides in the United States. Um, You know, they're saying like uh, some, I've read some that are as high as like 18%, 12%, 17%. I mean, this data is still coming in from the FBI and, um, you know, you, you're not, I don't know why we're not seeing more of this, but the idea that's most Americans still feel that crime is a problem. And, you know, that's probably a good discussion point. Like, look, look, I'm glad if this is true and accurate, um, that murder rates are down, like down to, you know, pre pandemic rates they're saying now I, you know, I don't know why we're using like, all right, they're lower than they were in 2019, which was around 21,000 plus across the country to now down to like 18,000. And, and again, we're not, we're not like minimizing murder and things like that. There could be various factors that affect this, but like the idea mm-hmm. that the everyday American, like we didn't know that our own profession is appreciated on January 9th, apparently. Right. Um, and it's just like, I was, I was like, is this a Hallmark holiday? Did they just make this up <laughs> to make me feel good? Cause they want to retain us. Yeah. Did they, they should combine this with sweetest right, right. day. It'd be great. <laughs> then we just know, like I get those two knocked right, all out at one time. Cause then in our house, it would just, it killed two birds right. with one stone. One card. Hey, happy one card. Day. hey, thanks for being the police. Here's your cupcake. Happy sweetest day, office. Other violent crime as well, as you say, is down. Uh, where they're saying that the numbers uh, are dropping significantly for that. Other things are going up. If you own a Kia, good luck with all that. Right, right, um, right. Or a Hyundai. Apparently, that right. uh, you know, car theft is going to be something that you're going to continue to contend with. But I want to get you guys' thoughts on uh, both of that. And like, you know, Scott, you're in around Chicago. I mean, maybe they've dropped, but... Just from being the police and seeing what's going on every day and the intel that's out there, there's certainly other crimes 
that have been other violent crimes that have been increasing. If you're just paying attention to anything that's going on around here and what kind of crime trends we're following, you know, there's there has been an increase in other things. I mean, of course, we'd like to see homicides down. You'd want to see all crime down. Um, but so I, I mean, I take some of those stats with a grain of salt. You know, you do have to take it with a grain of salt because to me, when I when I started looking at this, it's like, okay. Uh, LA, uh, Chicago, like some big entities didn't, um, uh, didn't uh, report yet. Okay. So to me, we, you don't really know you're spewing out numbers that you don't even know they're real. So it, to me, it's like, okay, this looks great. Right. Let's get it out there. Chris's point there. We were told that we had a whole lot of problems with police officers prior to the previous election. So again, let's not lose sight of the fact that we are in an election year and we have seen so far that the Mm -hmm. things that caused a lot of people to think that we were nothing but this racist bigoted entity as law enforcement, it didn't matter what skin color you are, what city you were in turned out to be a lot of it was actually just straight up crap. And the, and the fact that we continue to labor under this idea that George Floyd was murdered when we now are getting specific data that's out there that the media doesn't want to cover or have it. And again, Go back to the video when we had Liz Collins on here. Go back to her uh, documentary that she's a part of, and her producer did a great job of the, the the fall of Minneapolis. All of those things are out there to the point where academia, people from that world are even talking about that to figure out like, well, wait a minute, what were we manipulating on? The three of us are not saying we don't think this is legit. 77% of Americans that have been polled, at least from Gallup's most recent poll on this that said crime is actually up and up to 55%, they said it's going up locally where I live. And again, how we're receiving information and what we can trust is a big factor in all of this. Again, it's an election year. Why are we not as a profession going, hey, you know, murder rates are down. We should be appreciated for that. You would think we would want that as a profession. You know right. what I mean? Like we would be celebrating that, particularly in these big cities that have had nothing but problems with cops leaving and doing whatever. Like this would be out there and they'd be going, hey, thank you so much for the great work that you guys are doing, which no doubt homicide detectives are. But yeah. why didn't we hear about this? Because uh, because what it is, is you're laying it. This is just my opinion. They're laying it out there before all the facts are, are complete. Now, again, when I look at it, I, I didn't add all the numbers like a statistician to figure it out. But um, some of the uh, areas that didn't report homicides are up. Violent crimes are up. I don't know what it's going to skew to the overall national numbers. But to me, all right, let's get this out there now because it looks good. The follow up will probably come in six months to eight months, but it's not going to come out like it is today in regards to, hey, unless crime rates are truly down, because that way they could always reference, well, wait a minute, here's an article that says, uh, you know, crime rates are down. Because if you look in there, if they, nowhere does it, does it have to always put the highlight, hey, you know, the, 15 major metropolitan areas didn't report or whatever the number is. So when people go back to look at it, this is the first thing that came out. They're not going to do a follow-up. So no, so it appears that crime rates have actually all gone down when they haven't. And again, that's just assuming that when the metropolitan areas report that it's going to go up. I just don't, I, I, I mean, I, I, I would think that you would have our administration, um, who is out giving speeches in regards to, you know, instead of saying, well, you know, Trump doesn't worry about the past, present, and future. Like, you know, he's talking about the Scrooge movie. He would be beating his chest about, look at what I did or look at what we did or look at what we, you know, assisted to do. 
but he's not. So if they're not beating their chest about that, which is huge, if murder this is, this is a, massive, it's this is massively massive. huge. Right, right, right. That if, if it's accurate, yeah, if it's accurate, and you and you can't say it's about adding police, right? Right. So right, I mean, because right, it right, hasn't been about adding right. police, right? Or or tougher laws, right? I or, mean, or, right? Or, or enforcing laws. I mean, look at everybody who's going into Louis Vuitton and taking whatever they want and, and not doing anything. I don't think it's because of that. Because I think that might be a good a, a good follow up to, to to this. Scott is like me, like, okay, crime rates are known. Why? Then now, now they got to explain it. Well, to that point, great segue there, Chris. You can tell, even though he's 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 been like. Scott, well, he's been gone. I think he's been stretching the entire time to be prepared for this episode. Like, he's just really ready to roll. But it's a great way to move into, like, what are some of these places saying? Like, Detroit. Detroit experienced an all-time low, they're saying. And what their chief is saying is that he, you know, he's telling the news that he felt that uh, the decline in the Motor City has a lot to do with uh, increased foot patrols and bike patrols and more interaction with the public. Um, and then um, the other one was, like, when we had Tom Chittamon from uh, the ATF who talked about gun technology and tracking like, you know, shot spotter and shell casings and all of that stuff and the cooperation, stuff like that. And in firsthand, I've heard from people that I know, family that's in the business that says, yeah, that 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 is the kind of stuff that we're we're getting to the bottom of and, and solving a little bit better. So there could be some tangible things out there that are that are finally changing and, and helping us with this. I just found it ironic that you know, one that I guess to Chris's point, the, the proper people aren't really celebrating this in the same sense as we as ordinary Americans for something that is a top button issue when it's when it has to do with like voting and things like that. Mm-hmm. The crime that people feel that it's actually not getting better, it's getting worse. Scott, your thoughts on that, buddy? Well, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you before we, you know, everybody starts high fiving each other over this. Let's give it 2024 here in Illinois of no cash bond. Okay, because I can already already see all the problems that are coming along with this. And what do the judges do? What do the courts do? How do we release people? How do we make people go to court? I mean, again, I'm not even a guy that's out on the street every day, but I hear all the frustration with what this is creating, this no cash bond system. Mm -hmm. And I I would be I cannot wait to see, you know, give it let's give it twenty-four of this no cash bond. Okay, and then let's come back and say, well, how did that compare to the year before? You know, if we're going to keep doing these comparisons, because again, I have nothing to, to base this on other than just my experience in the job and what I hear on a daily basis. But I would be, I will be anxious to see if we've seen the, these trends change over the course of a year of this no cash bond system, because I can tell you, it's already creating. A lot of difficulty, a lot of confusion from from every level, from police officers to attorneys to judges to the entire process. Which we thought that this was going to be our this was going to be the 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 fix for everything. We were going to revolutionize the criminal justice system here, and 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 everything would be great. And it is literally just continues to cause more problems here. So that's just in my little part of the world. That's that's something that I'm. I, I'm, I want to see where that goes over the course of this year. So you are kind of in the mindset of this could be, if it is accurate, which we hope it is, we hope right. that this is accurate without having all the, you know, like we're, we're making a call on something we have, before we have all the facts. I mean, I mean, we've seen that before in law enforcement yeah. too. We made a call on a lot of things over the last 10 years before we had all the facts. And when the facts came in, nobody really wanted to talk about it anymore. Again, cautionary tale, folks. We're not saying we don't like to hear this, but we are saying it's a mystery to us right. as a profession 
just like the appreciation day was. It's like, why are we not being told this more and more every single day? Because look, you would think that people at the top would say we're hemorrhaging cops in the United States, particularly in these big cities. We want to show our appreciation to the police by saying murder rates are down because of the hard work that people are doing. Because if you act like murder rates have nothing to do with, I heard one guy say, this was great. I read one article that said the violence interrupters are the real reason why this isn't happening. The guys in the green vests that we did the show on, those are the guys that are predominantly driving why driving (laughs) crime rates, murder rates down. That, and right. I was like, come on, man. This is why nobody believes this stuff. Like, look, those guys may be a factor. They may they may be helping out. They may be a thing. But it's like not solely this one thing that fix why crime drops this significantly, 18 to 13 percent, depending upon where you're looking at it. So, again, I would say let's wait to see how this is all working because we could be throwing, again, as usual, we'll throw money at bad stats. And it's an election year pay attention to it because as our profession goes, we, we have no idea. I, I mean, I would tell you guys like we, I, I haven't heard boo about that. Were you guys right. discussing it in your agencies? Like in roll calls, like, Hey guys, no, these numbers are coming out. Like you would, you would think we would hear about that. Right. No, as a I, national trend. No, I never, I, I've never heard of it. I heard about this, you know, I was looking at this the other day and it's about the same time I've, heard it was law enforcement appreciation. I mean, seriously. And I'm not being, I'm not joking. It's just, I don't, I, I've never if this this is great news if it's true, but I just can't see it being I just can't see it being down as far as they say. And and, and it I'm assuming it most most likely will be down. That my hope is, but I would think that as a as a profession or as a you know unified state cities and states that people will be looking at this going, holy cow, what did we do in 2023 and how do we duplicate it to reduce it? Right. Like CompStat, like look at, look at those things, right. like how we all adopted CompStat, whether yeah. we had a need for CompStat or not, whether we didn't even have enough data to draw from it. Everybody adopted that because NYPD did such a great job of driving down crime through CompStat, but also enforcement as well. I mean, and again, everybody wants to ignore the fact that actually arresting people that jump turnstiles isn't some form of like, uh, you know, the victimization of a certain group of people. Uh, you're taking guns and drugs and things like that off the piece because somebody's committing a crime and you can make contact with them. It has nothing to do with that. But something that's also concerning to talk about, obviously, is not every city is experiencing historic drops. Some of them are seeing historic rises. And one of them is a capital. Uh, Washington, D.C. has seen an, like a 36% increase. Memphis, another city. And the other mm-hmm. one was Dallas. Dallas was up 14%. Well, you got to hope that it's, like you said, hopefully it's better community interactions is part of it. You know, you said like bike patrols, foot patrols, but, but to going back to like what we see in, in our day to day, I don't see detectives carrying much smaller. You know, you don't hear detectives go, Oh, I got, I got like no cases to follow up on. Right. Cause you guys no are out on bikes. Do. That's great. You know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, right. they, 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 they seem like they're busier than ever. So I, I hope that those kinds of things are what is working, but they, that you haven't really heard much elaborating on what other than what you mentioned, I haven't really heard of anything that what is creating this downturn in crime in these cities. So. Right. And that you would think, you would think that the people who um, are marching and want, you know, safer places or safer neighborhoods or whatever, um, you know, that, that are all, you know, the anti-police and all this other stuff, you would think that they would want to find out, Hey, guess what? This has been a decrease because we have horses, we have bikes, we have mul- we have more cars in the uh, in the area. We have 
you know, uh, ch- children programs. We have, you know, uh, little brother, little sister, father, son, whatever it is. You would think that that you would want to get out ahead of that ASAP. Like I would, if it were me, I would have my speech and everything prepared of how this all happened on December 30th. Be on my knees at church till January 1st, midnight, to hope nothing changed. And January 2nd, I would come out with this smack between the eyes saying, as of today, this is where we're at. We had church groups. We've had whatever it was. This is showed a positive impact between uh, between, the, between the civilian and the police, a positive impact in the civilian world with, you know, all this stuff going down. And we are going to double down on what we know is positive. Or to your point. Mm-hmm. But I got this that- article from Sean. Yeah, right. so there you go. It's my fault. I bl- blame <laughs> No, I, I'm just, I'm but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm we're blaming these crime stats on the show. I'll, I'll take whatever. But, but, but to, to your point, um, one of the things that's amazing about that is that also these people that wanted us to go away, get rid of the police, defund the police, you would also think they'd be behind it because if they're saying, if, if people are saying this really doesn't have anything to do with what the police are doing, we're not getting any credit nationally for that. If it really has to do with the fact that the police didn't have any impact on this, it had nothing to do with it other than people coming together and saying, we are going to do what's right with out the presence of police, they'd be celebrating that too because it would support exactly. their argument to defund the police, which is a very unpopular thing right, right. now. And right. again, uh, polling can be off. I get it. Like Gallup's like, we don't understand. You know, this is the biggest gap we've seen between what's really happening and then what people perceive to be happening. And I'd be like, hey, didn't all the people in the media kind of helped create this monster. Mm-hmm. What was really happening with police officers wasn't what people were told for the last eight to 10 years. We are not the monsters that they say we are, right. but Hey, nobody's going back and trying to recant that. Nobody's trying to say, Hey man, we were, we were wrong. We, we really didn't. Hey, maybe we made a mistake about this. Yeah. In Ferguson and then in Minneapolis and various other places, those cities are suffering because of the mentality of people that like, again, I'm not laying this all at the feet of the media, but how do we get our information? Like if all you see on TikTok and Facebook and this is videos that are presented by the media of the things we see, like carjackings, people running into stores, you know, uh, you know, the gunplay that you see in Chicago that's recorded every weekend. But then they're telling us that the murder rates are down. People just kind of go, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Just like with COVID, there are not bodies piling up on the streets with the way that they made us isolate ourselves and be away from each other. And everybody kind of went, no, something's off here, but I'm going to get in line. And I'm going to think again, I will tell a cautionary tale. That's the biggest issue here. uh, I think we can draw from this is that, Let's wait to see what this really turns out to be. If it turns out to be, this is a historic decline and it's as accurate as they say they are. We need to find out as one cops and two citizens of this country, what was going on to make this drop? What was the real reason or was this just a one year thing? But again, is it like, what is it? And I would, I cannot imagine that somebody somewhere that holds a political position would not take this and make it their own. I did all this. I made the plan. I was the first ones to institute, you know, bubble gum and baseball card. Or you know what I'm saying? Like, just take that on January 2nd and knock it out of the park for his next election. Right. We're going to double. I, I just, I don't 
like this is almost to me, you know, if you look at this to, to our nation, this is like a birth of a baby. This is like a big deal that can be a, a, a birthing for a great new relationship for the world. But why is it not being celebrated? Remember that gum that you used to get in the bubblegum card? Yeah, it lasts like three seconds, didn't it? There's, there's a square. It was a square. Oh, yeah, like in the tops, a flat. Yeah, it was awful. The Eucharist is actually had more consistency <laughs> than that. When I mean, you think about it, when you, when you, you know what I mean? Like, um, but back to all seriousness now, here's a flip side of all of it, guys, that, that, that I want to get your thoughts on as well. One of the things that we saw since 2022 to 2023 was a historic rise in the number of police officers that were shot. Mm -hmm. Uh, 378 in a single year, highest increase since 2018, which is another statistic number that they pointed to where murder rates were the lowest since 2018, um, uh, pre-pandemic numbers. So uh, the irony of this is that supposedly the rest of the world is seeing a decline in... uh, you know, murder rates and violent crime, but our profession is seeing a historic climb and the people that are trying to kill us. And that's just the statistics for firearms related assaults on police officers. Now, 64 officers last year right. made the ultimate sacrifice uh, by, you know, dying on duty due to gunfire, trying to be a smart ass here. But well, maybe the murder rates down uh, for ordinary citizens because they're trying to just trying to kill cops. You're saying it to not be a smart ass, but like if you just think about it and say, well, what if, again, these are just theories because we don't really know what is driving those numbers, but just more aggression towards people are turning their anger towards the police, you know, and that's creating more confrontations. Like Sean's talked about before, you know, as us, us in this job is like kind of the first line of government as people get more upset with their government and we have to be those people who are usually the first level that folks are dealing with. Maybe that has something to do with it. People are getting frustrated and upset and it's manifesting itself into violence towards the police. I don't know. It could be part of it. It's, you know, I think again, some of these policies throughout the country about being soft on certain types of crime it 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 takes away some of the fear factor of career criminals who aren't concerned about they're not concerned about victimizing their fellow citizen and they're ultimate and they're also not concerned about victimizing or creating conf- confrontation with the police so I don't know. Maybe that could be part of it. And an interesting statistic for people that want to doubt, like, well, you know, if cops run out there hassling people and shaking them down and doing the horrible things, racist things, bigoted things, uh, oppressive things that they would do, uh, you know, maybe they wouldn't be getting shot so much. 115 officers were ambushed. Which meant we were right. we were called somewhere to to or we were just doing our normal patrols, whatever, not specifically targeting, looking at anybody, just being around. One hundred and fifteen officers were ambush t- style attacks, resulting in one hundred and thirty eight officers getting shot. Now explain that to me. Explain that to me. Is that how if we're depolicing, like everybody says we are, and, and you know, and that's on both sides. We're saying it, and they're saying it, and that's not the right answer. And then the other thing is like we're you know we're backing out we're cheating you talk to every cop every cop will tell you I know a guy or I am that guy that will say I just don't want to be that guy that's the next news clip uh, the news the guy that did what was right but now I'm being demonized for whatever reason sixty percent increase in, in in police officers being shot since 2018 ordinary citizens every single day walk up to me and say 
when I'm on the back of that horse or I'm on foot. We appreciate what you're doing. We appreciate your service. Right. I heard that more now since I've been a cop in the last three years than I've heard the entire time I've been a veteran. The entire time I've been a veteran. But, and that's but, like, but, here, but here's way, another way to look at it is that where you're at and where I'm at, we get that. We appreciate your service. Thank you very much. Where Scott's at, I didn't hear that maybe 15 times in 21 years. But guess right. where we're not getting, you know, we're, cops are getting shot here. But not in the amount of in the masses that they are in Illinois, right. because I believe in the appreciate the, the actual appreciation down here, um, and and, uh, and and in our southern region, and I I think that that has a lot to do with that in, in regards to you know in 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 cities where police aren't appreciated, they they just feel that they could that you know that the, that they could attack them and, and ambush them and kill them because there is no appreciation because for whatever reason. What say you, Big Sergeant? Well, I think about, you know, look at all the the big training thing over the last few years that's honestly been something that we've done, all of us have done in this profession since the beginning. But when we talk about the de-escalation tactics and, and, and critical incident training and things like, we are working very hard to try to, we are training ourselves to be better at de-escalating situations. We do a lot more training related to the mental health you know, all those things that are, that are supposed to help some of those situations from, from becoming those critical incidents. So where does that factor into this? Right. You know what I mean? Does it mean, does it mean maybe it's not working as well as we hoped that it would? Does it mean that our mental health crisis in the folks that we come in contact with is maybe more severe than what we can handle as a profession? Right. You know, like there's, that's kind of how I think about it because look, I don't know of all these officers shot, we don't know what was the circumstances in every single one. You know what I mean? But I got to believe that there's probably some in that mix somewhere, something that related to mental health with the amount and volume of calls that we deal with in this profession on a daily basis with the mental health. So you know, we're doing what we can to try to train ourselves up better. Things that the services that we're trying to provide to people as as police departments, you know, is is, is it working? Is it not? You know, is this is is this going to be a fix for dealing with some of these mental health problems that we've we've hoped to deal with? I don't know. So that, just another angle that I look but at. I think I and I agree. That. I agree with you, Scott. But I think along with that, that. The training us to de-escalate and everything else is great, but I think they have to look at the totality of what's going on. We need to be trained better in uh, de-escalating, okay? And we, that's what we've been doing. We also need to take a look at our mental health program. And, you know, we have, you know, there are mental health facilities that are empty in the state of Illinois because the politicians don't want to put money at it because they don't want to put money at the fact right. that they're, but, but yet you could bring in 20,000 immigrants, kick people out of schools, which is a whole nother show, but I think you have to address that, just like you said. That if that's the issue, then let's address it. Because guess what? Then if that's the pro- if that if that's the problem, and we have a solution, then guess what? Next year it's even better. Right. 
So. Right, Scott, I don't know if you noticed, there's an energy here now. He's back. There's an energy. There's new energy. It's, 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 like it's, it's up. It's like he is the he's, he, he's Reggie Jackson. He, he is the he, stick that stirs the drink, man. He is. He, he's tired of being locked up on all those nice vacations with his family. <laughs> right, he needed to get right, back right, with his. Right, right. He needed right. to get back. He needed to start slumming with us again down here. You right, know exactly. Like, it's crazy. So, quick, quick story about Punta Cana, right? You, you got him hacking. He's talking so much. So, he can't even keep up. Get his albuterol. <laughs> <laughs> so, so speaking of being on vacation, so we go on a family vacation over there and we go to Punta Cana, right? And on our way out. That's by Branson, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, right. right, right. We, got, we got the cabin in the woods and we're, we're leaving and Debbie didn't get her coffee, right? So she tried to talk to this driver oh boy. and she's calling it a latte. I can't help. She goes, latte, latte. I go, it, I go, I don't know if that's French or not, but this is supposed to be Spanish, but I'm just saying. Right, so right, 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 I'm right, trying right. to figure it out. And he goes, okay, coffee. So somehow it gets communicated and he goes, okay, right here, right here. So I'm thinking Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, something, right? We pull into this, <laughs> this, Shed, which is a some type of convenience <laughs> store, right? And uh, we're like, okay, well, th- this is. You want coffee? Go, go get coffee. You're, yeah, you're, I'm getting your coffee. Getting your Here's your coffee. coffee. You walk in, and it's little, it's little shots <laughs> of coffee. It's like, it's like actual, you know, uh, Spanish coffee. It's like one shot. I'll keep it for four hours. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm standing there, and all of a sudden, I'm looking around, and there's two men. Then there's three. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> let's go. What I have got my car? I'll buy you two at the airport. Let's right, right, roll. Right, right, right. Wow. Hey, Pedro, hit the gas. Gotta go. Right, gotta get go. out of here. So, <laughs> it, was, go. it was situational awareness. Like he's never off the clock too. No. Even like he, Right, yeah. yeah. You're never not working. That's great. Well, that's good to hear. And he was also on the phone. He closed like three contracts. Right in the middle. Like, I was on the phone in the casino. He's, he's the only guy there with a satellite phone. <laughs> right, he's got right, that giant right. satellite phone. He's right. like, money never sleeps. <laughs> he's got he got home and Chris bought the shed and now he owns that. He, that is <laughs> right, 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 right. It's Chris's coffee stand. <laughs> anyway. Well, I think we could wrap that there, Chris. If you could take us home. Fully again. circled on that yeah, one. Right, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Please, wherever you get your podcast, download, leave a rating review, tell your friends and relatives, subscribe, and also tell as many people you can because this year what we're going to try and do is we really want to get this out to the masses because we really don't want to try to make this world a better place. And also, please give suggestions for shows. You can do that via email at 3copstalk at gmail.com, number 3copstalk at gmail.com. Leave any comments, positive or negative. We'd love to hear from you. And everybody, please have a blessed day, and thank you for listening.